to left corner to Aguila. Aguila to the left circle. Passing the yellow shot. Save made by Aguila. Three rebounds. Another shot. They score! The Flames win it! Yeah, baby! They score! And the sea of red erupts. Flames talk starts now on Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Here's Pat Steinberg and Logan Gordon. All right, welcome to the Scotiabank Saddledome. It is Wednesday, September 27th in one of the busiest and roller coaster days I can ever remember covering the Calgary Flames and kind of just in the teeth of it. Steinberg along with you from the Doug Lacey's Basement Systems Hot Stove Lounge. Logan Gordon with us from the Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio. And and I guess when I say roller coaster, we've got massive news. We've got uh, heavy heart news. We've got just it's 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 been that type of day. So let me first say that um, we're going to be doing this hour and and. Uh, all of Flames talk on this Wednesday with with a heavy heart because the the situation with Chris Snow is is one that is hanging over everything right now and hanging over everyone right now. Earlier on Wednesday, it was just after 11 a.m. when Kelsey Snow uh, put this out on social media. I'll just read it verbatim. verbatim. With a shattered heart, I've come to share that yesterday Chris became unresponsive and went into cardiac arrest. Paramedics and doctors were able to get his heart beating again, but devastatingly, a scan showed Chris has suffered a catastrophic brain injury caused by lack of oxygen. His doctors do not expect him to wake up from this. My chest feels cracked open and hollowed out. Chris is the most beautiful, brilliant person I'll ever know, and doing life without him feels untenable. Hug your people. That was from Kelsey Snow on Wednesday morning. Very shortly afterwards, the Flames put out um, this, says, from the... we, we cannot convey the impact Chris has had on our organization, not only in his work, but the leadership and positivity he brings. Despite his own challenges, he's a beacon of light, uplifting all of us around him. Our hearts are with Kelsey, Cohen, and Willie as Chris continues to fight. And that's just it, Logo, as Chris continues to fight. We're going to hold off on uh, memorializing. We're going to hold off on... Um, we're going to hold off on... on obits or anything like that because he continues to fight and so as it stands right now all hearts to the flames family right and hearts to the the snow family and doing everything on this wednesday with a super heavy heart yeah there's no other way to put it and uh chris has fought for a very long time now and going to continue to fight that's just the the kind of person that he's been and um you never count anybody out especially a guy like chris snow uh, even when it, it seems to be dark and it seems like it's a a very dark time for their family, it's it's too early for that. And you just hope for the best for for Kelsey and the entire family during what's we know is an incredibly tough time. And then there's the Michael Backlund news. It's now official. Two years, four point five million dollars, and um, and he's been named the twenty first co- uh, captain in Calgary Flames history, which is just it's it's you've got this uh, very very sad cloud with Chris Snow, and then 
a, a really happy, great moment for the organization, right? Uh, it's, it's, I can't remember two juxtaposing pieces of news and uh, two stories like this that are so on opposite sides in the same day ever happening before, but it's a, it's a pretty celebratory day with Michael Backlund being signed to a two-year extension and being named the 21st captain in team history. Yeah, and it should be. This has been a long time coming for Michael Backlund and uh, the, the longevity that he's shown to this, this organization, to his teammates. Uh, it's, it feels so well-deserving. And so often, Pat, we don't get the good story in sports because business gets in the way. And it, it could have been one of those scenarios here. And it felt like an off-season where we were maybe working towards what Michael Backlund's future might look like elsewhere. But this feels like the, the proper way for Michael Backlund and the story with the Flames to go after being drafted so long ago by this organization, putting in the work that he has, coming off of a career season last year, despite the fact that there were so many ups and downs for this team. This is so well-deserved for Michael Backlund to come with a kind of contract extension that it comes with that I think is a, a home run for the organization as well. Um, you're right, as difficult as it may be, I think this is something very much worth being happy about if you're a Calgary Flames fan. So here we are. Um, if you can excuse my flustered nature, uh, if you're listening on the podcast, uh, I uh, arrived. Uh, we were getting ready for a Wednesday night game between the Flames and the Winnipeg Jets. I was down at Winsport Wednesday morning where the Flames held their morning skate ahead of the game against the Jets, did some media. Then just after 11 o'clock, while uh, us uh, Flames beat people were still at Winsport, uh, the Chris Snow news came down and, and media was kind kind of called off after that, understandably so, made my way back downtown, parked my car, walked into our studio, was doing some work, and then the Michael Backlund stuff started coming, and then they announced that Michael Backlund will uh, hold a news conference at the Scotiabank Saddle Dome, so popped in an Uber from downtown <laughs> here at the Dome, and uh literally walked into the Doug Lacey's Basement Systems Hot Stove Lounge like four minutes before we cracked the mic. So a little flustered to start the hour off, but starting to get settled. Let's dive in. Later on this hour, second half of the hour will be devoted to the Michael Backlund News Conference. If you're listening live, we will carry it live for you here on Sportsnet 960 The Fan, or if you're listening on podcast, uh, you can fast forward to that or uh, stay tuned for it a little bit later on this hour. Two years, $4.5 million, 21st captain in franchise history, and the optimism level has been high on the backland front uh, since he returned to Calgary, honestly. Since he got back to the city and since he got here for the coming season, it just felt like this slowly became more and more of an inevitability. I love the contract for both sides, by the way. I think this is a slam dunk home run on both sides. We'll get to that in a little bit. And I think that, as you know, this program and me in particular, there's it's difficult to be objective when talking about number no. 11. But, but I digress. Here's, here's kind of the way this went. So it was April 14th, a Friday afternoon, Friday morning at the Scotiabank Saddledome when Michael Backlund was part of many Flames who did media day to wrap up the year. And that was the first time we got the idea that maybe staying wasn't necessarily something that was in the cards beyond his contract, which expires at the end of this season. 
Well, a lot has happened since April 14th. First of all, you remove yourself from a nightmare season and you get further and further away from it. I think naturally there's some softening. But a big part of the frustration for Michael was, and, and, and the uncertainty for Michael was, it was a rough year under Daryl Sutter. Well, Daryl Sutter, no, and I'm not trying to put all of what happened last year on Daryl, not trying to scapegoat him at all, but there was a lot of butting of heads between Michael and, and Daryl last year, and it was a difficult year for Michael in, in that respect. So the Daryl Sutter decision gets made, and that lightens things up. You add in Craig Conroy, who is a teammate of Michael's, and he's the general manager. That lightens things up a bit. Then you go late June, and Michael gets flown out from Sweden to Nashville as he was a finalist for the King Clancy Memorial Trophy. And I've told this story a number of times, but this is when really things started to turn a corner uh, from my understanding. Uh, the Flames and their Jumbotron crew, video crew, put together a video the King Clancy Memorial Trophy is given to a player who makes a real impact in his community. And so, the, and, and, and Michael has obviously done that in this community. And then some, they made a video for him. And it was just before he left the hotel in Nashville to go to Bridgestone Arena. And that video was a video that they had compiled because we all were pretty sure he was going to win it. You didn't know, but you kind of knew. And this was a video that had all or a great number of people that he has touched, uh, whether it be his work through Special Olympics or uh, ALS Society of Alberta or Parachutes for Pets or Kids Cancer Care and all the different things that Michael has been involved with in his 15 years with the organization. And... Uh, just thank yous and like how much what Michael has done has meant to these people individually and it was a, a, an emotional kick in the gut in a good way and and it, it made a really large emotional sentimental impact I believe on Michael and and he goes to Bridgestone Arena wins the King Clancy Memorial Trophy and then it just and that that is what I believe really started the ball ball rolling comes here different vibe there's a real push for him to be the captain of the team and now he's got a contract so logo I I, I think this is a perfect deal for both sides I really do um, there the, these were kind of the terms I remember we were kicking around late last season when we were talking about this. Could you get him on the, the Joe Pavelski-like deal where he signs at a slightly lower AAV on a short-term deal? Not a one-year deal, but not a long-term deal. And the answer to that question is yes. I love the deal for the team because they get a player who is still very much effective. He's coming off the best year of his career. He was sixth in Selkie Trophy voting, and he helps your team win hockey games. He just does, and I don't think that's going to change in the very near future. So you get a player who's still very, very good at what he does, effective, and helps your team win, but he's also 34 years old and turns 35 in March, and you want to have a manageable contract that you're not going to end up being hamstrung by. Well, a two-year extension is very manageable, and you get a cut on the AAV as well for a guy who's over 35. I, I Michael gets to be named the captain of the team, which everybody wanted to see inside this organization, and he has the extension to make sure that can happen. And here we are. I think this makes nothing but sense for Michael. He gets to basically be here for a 
two decades when it's all said and done. He'll play his thousandth game as a member of the Flames. He'll end up being in the conversation maybe to uh, rival Jerome Ginla for most games played in Flames history. The Flames keep one of their most important players on a very reasonable, manageable contract. I, I just I see it as win, 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 win for both sides. I, I really, really do. Yeah, I don't feel much different than you do on it, Pat. There's so many things that make this make sense in my mind. And yes, it's always difficult to to manage a player's age going forward. And, you know, you still want to show them value, obviously. And Michael Backlund coming off of a career season has earned that kind of value. But you do, as an organization, have to always sort of work around the age curve thing, right? And if anything, Michael Backlund's shown us at least to, to age 34, and he'll be 35 in March, that he's been able to maintain a very high level of fitness. Uh, the game that he plays, the style of game that he plays, Pat, uh, is one that you know I don't think is is physically as taxing as maybe as others, and I think that that's given him the sort of longevity he's already seen in his career. I don't have a worry that we're going to get to training camp next season and Michael Backlund is, is suddenly going to fall off when it comes to the fitness level of the Calgary Flames. It's something he's always prided himself on, and I can only imagine – that's going to maintain, but just from the optics point of view, from a guy that deserves the kind of recognition that comes with being a captain here in Calgary, and you know he knows the last two guys that have worn the C. He's played under Jerome Ginla and Mark Giordano, and he knows what it means to be a captain in the city of Calgary, and it's a role that he took on last year, and you mentioned maybe it was more difficult than ever last year to be the captain of this team without that C on your shoulder to back it up. And he talked about, and we've heard stories about, you know, Michael wanted to do more from a leadership point of view, but felt as though he was limited without that captain C on his chest. Well, that's gone now, and he's so deserving of this, and it just feels like this is how it was going to work out. I know I said it earlier that so often the business side of things and, you know, trajectory of teams, all that sort of thing can can add into these kind of things not working out so well. Well, I'm damn glad that it did work out well because for all the time that he spent in Calgary, for all the good that he's done as a player and as a person, which is so important to this as well, he deserves to to have his time as the captain of this organization. And I'm glad that Craig Conroy and Michael Backlund's sides were, were able to find a way that works for both sides to have this go in the direction I think so many people wanted to see it go, Pat. I and I just I don't I don't understand the um I don't understand the the uh people that don't like you're getting a guy who is extremely important on the team for less on the AAV on a two-year very manageable contract. I mean you you may not think as highly of Michael as I do and that's fine because we all know as as a dude, obviously we make the jokes about how highly I think of Michael, <laughs> but on the ice we also make the jokes of how much I've been beating this drum for the last decade plus, and I'm happy to do so. But you may not share that same opinion of Michael Backlund on the ice that I do or not to the same extent, but you can't sit here and tell me he's not an important player on this team. He's not one of the best two-way centers in the NHL, especially on the defensive side of things. You can't tell me that and, and – and have it be factual because he at 34, 33, 34 years old, he was voted number six in Selkie voting. And that's not because he's bad at what he does. He's coming off 
the best season of his career and he's in phenomenal shape as always and I think he is very much in line to be very similar this year the year after the year after that as he has been the last four or five years this guy helps the Calgary Flames win hockey games his role is extremely important he makes players around him better ask Sam Bennett or Joe Colborn or Lance Lance Boma or Matthew Kachuk early on or Andrew Mangiapane like he makes guys better the backland bump isn't fake and so I, I do not understand the what are they doing side of this. I really don't. Everybody inside that room believes he should be the captain. Everybody. You talk to a player on or off the record, to a man, they believe Michael should be the captain. The organization wants him to be captain. He wants to be captain. He wanted to stay. As I've been saying for two weeks, Logo, he wanted to be convinced. He wanted to be he was open. He wasn't just leaving the door open. He was open and wanting to stay, just wanted some certain things to, to be shown. And, 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 and I think a lot of that happened over the offseason. So, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't understand pushing back on this one. This, this seems like a slam dunk on both sides. Yeah, it's, it's not one that I'm going to, to be able to understand myself either. It's, uh, you mentioned it there that it's a lower value contract than what he was at before I, the term doesn't scare me at all uh, it's very manageable going forward for what michael provides for you I, I think this is a home run from from both perspectives i just i i again I, you can go through the list of everything that he's been to this franchise everything that he's done it, it fits the captain's mold to a t and uh you know i, I can't even blame the guy for wanting to, to get a feel for what this organization was going to look like. It's a very different vibe at the Scotiabank Saddledome than it was all those months ago when he was kind of uncertain about everything. And based on how it last year went, Pat, I don't really blame anybody for being uncertain about how they felt going forward with one year left on their contract. Last year left a lot of question marks for a lot of different people, some that we're still dealing with today. So I, I don't know why you would hold that against Michael Backlund uh, uh, comparative to any of especially now that he's signed up and committed to being here uh, for the next three years. So for me, it makes all the sense in the world for, for these two sides to come to this deal today and uh, for Michael Backlund to wear the C going forward. Let's read a few texts at 960-960 on this Wednesday hour of Flames Talk. This reads, not sure how people see this as a bad thing. Everyone in that locker room wanted him as captain, and after his comments at the end of last season, this shows his teammates that he's bought in and ready to make a run for the Cup. This is nothing but a win. The only question I have, does this affect the Lindholm side of things at all? I don't know. I mean, could it be the first domino to fall of, of a few others? Could very well be. We've been, you know, we've been pushing the narrative over the last couple of weeks that this is probably going to happen I, I i remember the the whole idea of the dual news conference of michael backland as captain and being re-signed we, we've been pushing it for a couple of weeks because just everything that we were hearing everything that was getting whispered in my ear felt like yeah, yeah just it, it's very optimistic it's gonna happen just gotta get there and it's been that um it's been that way for the last number of weeks, and here we are on a preseason game day. Check mark, it's done. Uh, and 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 that's. Uh, but as for the idea of does it affect the Lindholm thing? Um, I don't know. Maybe 
it, it could very well be something, Logo, that, that affects how Lindholm's feelings. Hey, our captain wants to stay. Maybe I want to stay too. I don't know that for a fact, but it, it's a possibility. Yeah, I won't, I won't discount it as, you know, the fellow countrymen from Sweden and probably imagine good friends off the ice. I, I Look, I'll say this. Do I know that it positively is going to, to, to make Elias more likely to sign in Calgary? No. I don't think for a second that it hurts the cause for the Calgary Flames. Yeah, it definitely doesn't hurt. Us. Exactly. Yeah, it's a good way of putting it. Uh, Wedley says, two more years of an epic goal song. Yep, more Backstreet's back at the Dome. Uh, this says, it's about time. Way to go, Backs. Seems obvious. Uh, seems so obvious. Should have been captain by now. Um, this says, Calgary Flames having a middle six, 35-year-old center captain who's never broke 60 points in his career is so fitting. I don't understand the uh, the bleakness of that text, but have at it. Uh, this says, I was a self-professed hater once Backlund expressed doubts he wanted to stay in Calgary over the summer. It felt like he lacked commitment to the organization. I think that was justified when you see leadership groups on other teams stick with him through thick and thin. However, I can openly agree that with him signing an extension, he's the only choice for the captain's role, and I appreciate that he reconsidered his position. Uh, this says, time to get a new Backland jersey to add to the collection. Good choice to be the captain. That's from Brock. Uh, this reads, Bax is one of the best, if not the best, 3C in the league. Great deal for both sides. And I think 3C, and this is not a knock on this text, but to me he's a 2A, 2B guy. Like, he's 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 a 2 on a lot of teams, and he's not the 3 here. Like, there were times last year where he was the – where he was the one in a lot of ways. And so is he is he the one? Is he the two? Is he the he's just not the three. On this team, he's probably behind Lindholm as the two A, two B guy with Kadri the way I see it. Uh this reads he's a good player and that's exactly why you should trade him. He's on the tail end of his career. He'll never have more trade value than he does right now. That's from Travis. See I disagree, Travis. I think there's value to having a guy play a thousand games in your organization who you drafted, developed and brought along. I think there's value in having a guy stay for his entire career. I, I don't think it always has to be get maximum value for every asset. Sometimes there's more value in having a guy stay for his career, in having a guy get that moment, in having a guy be part of the fabric of your organization. Logo, that's what Michael Backlund is now. He And, and it probably already was, but now just – cements the fact that he's just a part of the old flames tapestry now uh and he's in the conversation for you know uh i I don't think it's crazy to say in the conversation for forever aflame or the trevor linden type retirement like he's gonna end up being one of two players who plays a thousand games as a member of the flames at worst, he'll be the second all-time games played leader in organizational history. He was drafted by the team. He was developed by the team. You don't need to trade everybody for top value. You don't need to trade everybody. Sometimes a guy can finish his career with your team. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Yeah, doesn't it, as a Flames fan, even nostalgically pull at your heartstrings a bit to to want to have this guy only wear the Flaming Sea for his entire career, for that to be a, a home run slam dunk of a first round pick that joined your organization and was productive and a good member of the community for his entire almost two decades in the league. Like to me, there's, there's still value in that. There's still something about that. If anything, is that not a great precedent to set for some of the guys entering the organization for uh, a Sam Honzik or a Pelche 
or a Matt Coronado to look at this and say, yeah, I, I can be a, a long-term member of this career and I can find myself as a, as a lifelong Calgary flame. Like, I don't know. I, I feel like there's something about that. I'm, you'd ruin a, a lot of good history. If you traded everybody at the tail end of their, their value, just because that's when they were the most valuable. I, I just, to me, it just, I, I don't think that's how you do business all the time. Uh, this says, wish again, finished his career as a flame. Pleased to see Backlund may do that now. Keep strong, snowy. And this from Curtis and Ogden. Thoughts are with the Snow family. In regards to Backlund, everyone knocking this is nuts. This is the right captain, the guy the Flames need for this spot. Congrats to Michael. Now let's get Lindholm signed and have a great season. That's just a few of the texts. 960, 960. Steinberg logo. I'm coming at you from the Doug Lacey's Basement Systems Hot Stove Lounge at the Dome. Do you have cracks in your walls, floors, or ceilings? Visit D basementsystems.com for a free estimate they're all things basementy anything and everything calgary flames it's all on flames talk sportsnet 960 the fan in just seconds we will take you upstairs here at the scotia bank saddle dome it's a wednesday flames talk Here's the situation at the Dome. I'm in the Doug Lacey's Basement Systems Hot Stove Lounge. Usually we just take you over to the Ed Whalen Media Lounge, but uh, on Wednesday, Iron Maiden is setting up. So uh, Iron Maiden's playing the Dome Thursday. So uh, because of that, the Ed Whalen Media Lounge in use for catering for the Iron Maiden crew. So we're actually going to be taking you to the TELUS boardroom in just a second for a live news conference with Michael Backlund, who has signed a two-year contract extension on this Wednesday at four and a half million dollars per year with the Flames so two years nine million total he's also been named the 21st captain in Calgary Flames history and we will bring you the live news conference here on Flames Talk if you're listening on the podcast you get to uh, get the news conference as part of this hour as well um, and uh, also be tuned to the Flames Talk pod for uh, some exclusive interviews with Craig Conroy the general manager and Michael Backlund of course uh, both expected to join us uh, a little bit later on here in the Doug Lacey's Basement Systems Hot Stove Lounge, looking forward to that, and uh, looking forward to hearing from Michael as he speaks about this. I'll read you a few more texts as we wait at 960-960. This is from Chris, uh, new Flames fan here, new to Calgary last year from the Ottawa Valley. I'm happy about the news. Now let's get Lindy signed. Um, this says, Patty will probably go to the rafters when all is said and done, and that's about all we've got because it's time to head up to the TELUS boardroom and hear from Michael Backlund. Live news conference here on Flamestock, Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon, and of course live right here on Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Let's uh, take you there. Um, first, I want to just start with our good friend Chris Snow had a medical emergency yesterday, and um, he's been battling ALS for five years, and he's in another battle right now. So, um, you know, our thoughts and prayers go out to Chris, Kelsey, Cohen, and Willa. Um, you know, he's never heard him complain once about this through this five years, and it's. Uh, it just doesn't seem right to to not have Snowy here today with me, but you know I was fortunate enough to bring Cohen. A uh, little Snowy's here, and and that means more than more than you know. Thank, thanks Cohen for coming today. Uh, and the reason we're here, um, it's with great pleasure to announce a two-year uh, contract extension for Michael Backlund. 
I mean, it seems like yesterday him and I were uh, <laughs> playing together, and now we're sitting up here, and it's, uh, it's a special day for me. And I know over the course of the summer, there's been lots of stuff going back and forth. But, you know, Bax and I have talked about this for a long time. And, uh, you know, he wants to be a Calgary Flames. I couldn't be more than happy to have him be a part of the Calgary Flames. So it's exciting to know that he has an opportunity to do what only one other player in the history of this franchise has done, and that's play a 1,000 games as a Calgary Flame with the Jerome McGillan. It's pretty special. You know what? And I couldn't find a better person uh, than Michael. When, we were, when he was young, we just had so much fun together. Respectful, nice. And when I think of what we want our players to be like, both on and off the ice, this is exactly it. You're not going to find a better person or a better player. So to have him with us for another this year and another two years with the extension, I couldn't be more than happy. Um, I do want to say I have a special announcement to make. Bax, if you could please just stand up there. I'll take your jacket off. I'd like to welcome Frida, Tilly, and Oliver. And with this, I'd like to congratulate Bax on being announced the 21st captain of the Calgary Flames. Awesome. That's good. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to move out. Yeah, I'd like to start uh, where Connie started as well uh, with the sad news of Snowy. Um, it's been a big part of my career in Calgary, and uh, you know he's a fighter and. Uh, yeah, he's at the hospital fighting right now, so our thoughts and prayers are with him and his family. Um, <clears throat> and yes, uh, uh, to switch a little bit, um, it's uh, tough to have those sad news and, all, uh, and happy news the same day, but uh, me and my family are very excited that we decided here to stay in Calgary. This is our home. Uh, this is where I've grown up uh, from being a little, little boy uh, to a man. and. Uh, where both our kids are born, our dog at home, Dexter, is born here in Calgary. It's, uh, um, it's a very special day for us, special moment uh, for us. Um, and we're very excited to be here for the next three years. And, um, you know, we've only got one mission in mind now, it's, and it's uh, to win here in Calgary, it's to bring the cup back to Calgary. Okay, we'll uh, go into some Q&A from the floor to the dais, and then we will have time for some one-on-ones at the end. Congratulations, Michael. Uh, was there, what was the moment when you decided that you were okay with the direction of the organization and that you wanted to stay here and eventually be the captain? Well, last year was really frustrating. It was a tough season, and uh, uh, you know I have a long history with Tree and Daryl, and uh, you know. It's hard to see them both leave uh, but at the same time um, even before Connie got the job we had some talks and 
I was hoping he would get the job because of the history we have and a smart hockey guy he is and the great person he is. Um, so when Connor got the job, I was really excited. Um, get the potential to work with him, and uh, along with that, uh, Ryan Huska was named a coach who I worked with for five years here at System, but also back in junior, and uh, it's really exciting times. Uh, but uh, you know, it was a big decision for me and my family, and. Uh, uh, we wanted to take our time and make the right decision, and um, there were some back and forth over the summer. And uh, you know, once we came back here again, and felt the new energy in the room. It all come back, came back to my teammates. Uh, it was so great to see everyone and be around them, and the new coaching staff, and everyone, uh, Connie and everyone, uh, uh, and get you know, be around the whole organization again. It just uh, felt really special, and uh, I was really excited about it, and felt like this is where we belong. Congratulations. I'm just wondering what, what specifically about the mood or, or culture did you notice had shifted from April up until the training camp? What, what changes did you see, whether in morale or, or culture, compared to last season? Well, everyone's always excited for a new season. Um, and uh, just the way the way we played last year and the way things went, uh, everyone's excited to come in this year uh, and have a little chip on their shoulders, too, to show that we're a better team. and. Uh, it wants to show they're better as individuals too. So uh, I think that alone just brings, uh, you know, a lot of energy. And, um, you know, there's a little touch-ups down in the locker room. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> you know, after being here for a long time, it's, uh, you know, I, I enjoy being down in our dressing room, but it's always nice when it's a little fresh, makes it a little uh, freshen up. And, uh, you know, and then, uh, yeah, you can just tell the boys are really excited to prove that we're better than the last year and wanted to show that this year. Hi, Michael. Congratulations. Uh, how much do you think you wanting to stay in Calgary for the next few years could play a role on decisions for Elias and, and Noah that they have to face uh, for the next little while? Yeah, we'll see. Um, hopefully, uh, you know, talking to them, you know, they're excited for me, and um, and hopefully they'll make them stay. They're great players, but a really good. Uh, guys off the ice so a great teammates so I really hope they you know uh, lean towards staying uh, we'll see what happens um, but hopefully uh, me staying here can uh, affect them in a good way Go ahead, Wes. <coughs> congrats Michael I know we've been asking you for the past however long what would it mean to be captain I, I'm just curious can you describe when you pull the jersey over your head and see the second C on it what that means to you yeah it's surreal it's uh it's a very proud moment um I don't think I really realize it's it's happening it's uh, uh it's been a lot of talks about it and uh yeah, yeah, but it's it's just just an uh, very exciting time and uh, very proud uh, to wear it. Um, and uh, but yeah, it's hard hard to really take it in. And uh, I think we'll have to take a few days and maybe we're in a game before I really realize it's there. And uh, but yeah, special moment for me and my family today, and um, something I'm very proud and honored to wear it. Uh, it's very special to be captain in a Canadian Canadian sit city. And um, yeah, I'm uh, very happy. Uh, Happy to be here and that we're staying. Max, congratulations. As you look around this room, there's pictures of captains uh, of the past. And I wonder, 
you talked about kind of what it means. Have you heard from any of these guys? Anybody reached out? And I guess to where that C, what will it ultimately entail? Well, the, we just broke the news, so. <laughs> <laughs> you guys have been reporting it for a yeah. while, but uh, it just uh, broke. <laughs> uh, no, I, uh, hey, Oliver. <laughs> Uh, you know, I got to meet Iggy this summer. It was great to catch up. We didn't talk about the captaincy then, and I did talk a little bit with Gio in, in the spring about, you know, uh, just asking about where he's at now, how he feel, and everything that happened. We're, you know, not being in Calgary anymore and all that. So we talked a bit in the spring. I haven't talked to him since then, but um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see uh, uh, if they reach out. But uh, uh, you know, I had some great leaders here with, with Gio and Iggy. Uh, Tremendous captains, uh, great teammates, and uh, you know it's uh, some big shoes to fill. But I'm gonna do my best. Aaron, go ahead. Congrats, Michael. Uh, just want to ask you: we pretty much quizzed every player on the team what it means to have a captain, and there were several players that singled you out as he's our captain. Well before this announcement today, I'm just curious your reaction to the support even before this was announced. Yeah, no. Uh, it means a lot to me. Uh, even last year, guys coming up to me and saying I'm the captain of the team. <coughs> uh, it meant a lot to me. And in the spring and the summer, some guys reached out and, you know, said that I was, you know, they wanted me to stay and that I was the team's captain. You know, it meant so much to me uh, to hear that from my teammates. Uh, to hear from your teammates is so special. Um, I mean, we're the, those are the, uh, your brothers that you go to war with every night and every day. So it means a lot to me that uh, guys said that publicly and to me. Go back to Salon, please. Uh, on that, Michael, um, a lot, a few of the guys said that they they looked at you as their as the captain, but because you felt you didn't have the C on your sweater, you can maybe do things that a quote unquote normal captain would. So now that you've got the C on your jersey, what where are you going to be able to do as a leader or as a captain that maybe you didn't quite get to do, even though everyone before thought you were the captain? Well, it gives you a little bit more of authority. Uh, even though, like we talked about, a lot of guys said that I was captain last year. Um, it just adds that authority and confidence for me to know uh, that I am the captain and, um, you know, easier for me as well to go to the coach um, or to Connie or wherever, whatever it can be, and discuss things. And, um, you know, this is how the players are feeling or wherever it can be. Um, just... Uh, just a little different authority, I feel, uh, will make it be the biggest difference. Moses. Go ahead, Moses. Michael, congratulations. Uh, just a two-part question. I have another one for Craig. But for you, Michael, you've had two captains you mentioned that you've learned so much from. What lessons can you take away or the first things you take away from the guys like Aginlaw, from you know, a guy like Mark Giordano, that you can kind of implement yourself? And the second question for you, Craig, would just be, You've seen Michael grow up and mature to the man he is today. What were some of those elements maybe back then when you were a player that you saw in Michael that could be a captain that you notice now? <clears throat> yeah, I th uh, thought of this a little bit today. And, uh, you know, uh, Jerome and Gio, you know, weren't the guys that always, you know, weren't uh, talking the full intermission. But when there was something needed to be said, they said it. And, you know, they had that. Everyone respected them um, so much, and, and when they talked, everyone was you know listening and were quiet. So uh, you know that's something I'm gonna tr uh, 
try and gain here with my teammates and uh, I'm the same way I don't always uh, talk all our admission but you know when I uh, when there's something to be said I, I try to you know say it and uh, uh, so yeah that's something I learned from them and they both laid it all on the ice sacrificed their bodies uh, played hard every night and that's something as well that I'm gonna you know try and do my best uh, just like they did I think the second part of your question was I see so many similarities, especially the way they take care of themselves. I mean, the reason he's still here and he's playing at a high level, had the best year of his career last year, was because he does everything right off the ice, on the ice, off the ice, take care of himself, in the gym. I mean, Jerome did win all the fitness testing, and then Gio won all. You came in second, so not that. (laughs) But, But you know what? That is it. I mean, everybody can look up to him. He's in the gym every night. When the captain's in the gym, guess what? Everyone else is in the gym. When he's out doing extra on the ice, they're out doing extra on the ice. And I do think, you know, we talked about, when I talked to the players even before, he's having hard conversations with players. He's challenging players. That's not always easy. I mean, nobody wants to, your friends, you don't want to have those hard conversations, but I did hear Bax was having them, you know, we need more from you. We need, you know, and the one good thing is he's not doing it in front of everybody. He was taking them aside and saying, Hey, that's not good enough. If we're going to do well here, we need more from you, you know, and those are the little leadership things that you kind of see and you've been behind the scenes. But, you know, like I said, off the ice too, what he does in this community, the flames are about giving back and charity and well, he won an award last year for it. I mean, there's no denying what he does away from the rink. And I think that just for, you know, I've talked about having young guys on this team and bringing young guys in if we're going to have success. I think there's no better person to lead them than Michael Backlund. Okay, I don't think we have any more questions in this format. There's no rush to get out of here. Hopefully we can hang around and have a little fellowship. Spend some time with Michael Let's uh, drop out there. That'll do it for the live coverage and live news conference of Michael Backlund being named the new captain of the Calgary Flames, uh, the 21st captain in franchise history, and additionally on top of that, uh, has signed a two-year contract extension at $4.5 million per. Uh, That was uh, live if you are listening live, and uh, if you're listening on the podcast, yeah, we took that live right here at the Scotiabank Saddle Dome. It's Steinberg along with you from the Doug Lacey's Basement Systems Hot Stove Lounge at the Dome, and uh, Logan Gordon back downtown. Uh, Pretty much exactly what uh, you would have wanted to hear from the new captain of the Calgary Flames and uh, would have wanted to hear from uh, Craig Conroy. And he's uh, he's going to play a 1,000 games as a member of the Calgary Flames logo, play a 1,000 games with the Flames. He could very well end up uh, being right there with Jerome Aginla when it's all said and done. If, uh, if he plays all 82 the next three years, so he has a two-year extension, um, he's at 82 times three. That gives him an extra 246. Six. Let's do some quick math here. Uh, let's do it nice and quick here. Two thirty, two forty-six plus nine oh eight gives him eleven fifty-four. So he would finish this contract um, within striking distance of Jerome Ginla for the most games played in franchise history. And Jeez. who knows how he will be feeling when his contract comes to an end. So this is his 34-35. He also plays a 35-36 and a 36-37-year-old. And if Michael continues to take care of himself the way that he is, Logo, and the way that he has, 
Who's to say another one-year deal after this? Much like Craig Conroy went on rolling one-year deals at the end of his contract, I, I don't think that's completely out of the question that he could be when it's all said and done, the leading games played um, player in franchise history. Jerome Ginla is at 12-19, and if Michael plays all 82 in the next three, he'll be at 11-54. Yeah, and there's nothing to say that, that Michael might not get there, especially you heard them joking at the end of that about the fitness testing, and it's something that Michael's always, you know, prided himself on. It's something that former captains have impressed upon him and something that he's kept up as well. And look, I think you already, Pat, and I'm not sure if you would agree or not, but already four years into his 30s with his 35th birthday coming up in March, I feel like you've got a pretty good handle on how backs has entered his 30s, how it's going to go. I know it's different for every player and the age curve and when you miss a step, all that sort of stuff can change player by player. But I don't know. I feel pretty confident in the last couple of years from seeing backs that the the age curve isn't going to suddenly hit like a wall and he's going to drop off. I, I feel as though, if anything, it's going to be fairly gradual as it goes on. And like again, I'll say it again, the, the way that he plays isn't an overly physically taxing one as far as you know, hits and fights and all that sort of stuff. I know the day-to-day grind of being an NHL hockey player will will wind on your will wear on your body, period. But I feel like you've got a pretty good sample of how Michael Backlund's going to play into his 30s already, given the fact that he'll be 35 in March. And if that's the kind of trajectory that it continues on, the guy just had a career season at 34. I feel pretty good about how this looks for the next couple of years for the Calgary Flames. Yeah, I do too. I mean, again, is he going to be as effective at 36 and 37 as he was at 26 and 27 or 30 31 no but I mean we still see like Mark Giordano still playing at a high level Jerome Ginla still played at a decently high level into his late 30s and and so I I just I I don't think that there's really all that worry uh all that much worry rather of this being something that that goes off the rails or becomes detrimental the term is too short for this to be detrimental. Two years at $4.5 million, it's it's too flexible a contract for this to be one that really hurts them when it's all said and done. Had he signed a five-year extension, yeah, I would have gotten some of the um, some of the, the tweets or texts that I've seen about how this isn't good for the Flames. But on a two-year extension, which gets you at the very least three years of him being the captain, he'll get to have his 1,000th game ceremony as a member of the Calgary Flames. He'll get to be here for Mika Kiprasov's retirement ceremony coming up in March. I, I just, I, I really, I, I don't, I don't see the negatives on this one especially when you consider the fact that everybody inside that room wanted to see Michael be named captain uh, Rasmus Anderson Mackenzie Weger Nikita Zadorov Jonathan Huberdo just among four names that come to mind right away Blake Coleman there's five names that have all either on or off the record said that, yeah, Michael Backlund's the guy. He's the the one that should be captain. I know Ryan Huska, as the new head coach, has been basically acting like Michael's been the captain. And as Rasmus has said, uh, Michael was basically the captain for last year. When we sat down with Michael ahead of his 900th NHL game, he told us how he's basically taken the captain's role when it comes to figuring out when the team should fly and, and some of the the behind-the-scenes things the the primary leader of a hockey team does. So this just makes sense. I, I don't 
again, if this was a eight-year or a five-year or even a four-year extension, I'd be a little bit more understanding of the what the heck. It's a two-year extension logo. This is flexible for both teams, uh, both sides, rather. Yeah, it really is. And like you said, not much is going to change for Michael Backlund. He's He's operated as the de facto captain of this team for the most part the last little while anyways, being accountable to the media, being accountable to the organization and teammates, all that sort of stuff. It really was just almost the ceremonial purpose of today was to, you know, physically put that C on his jersey and and introduce him with his family. But by all accounts, he was this team's captain. So it's not as though we're asking him or expecting a lot more from him because he's already operated like that for the last little while. And for his teammates to publicly come out and say that and to have that kind of faith in him, I think, goes a long way in all of this, Pat, to telling you how that locker room sees him and, and how this just makes it that much more of a home run, knowing that the, organi- the teammates wanted to see this too. And I think for those guys, knowing what went through last year with everything and knowing how he tried to, to do as much as he could without the captaincy, it, it probably feels like a bit of a fulfillment, uh, fulfilling moment for him today uh, to have this finally uh, said and done. This says, Pat, go ahead and start blocking any numbers that chime in saying this isn't a good deal. It's just silly to think of any better deal that could have been made. Rob H. writes, love the Backlund signing, good value, shorter term than I expected. He's a consummate pro and has been one of the best shutdown guys in the NHL. Uh, this says, this re-signing is a good example for their prospects now. There's a future for a whole career. Uh, this from Jeff, 1,000% stoked with the Backlund news. Awesome leader, King Clancy Award winner, and a really effective center. He represents everything I'd want in a captain. This from Jamie, thinking back to the first couple seasons when he seemed to be trending towards an injury-prone soft European. Super stoked to see him buck that trend early and prove out as an all-round solid NHLer, great leader, and now a captain. Way to go, Michael. Uh, This Kim in Cressmont says, outstanding news for the Flames. I'm so excited to get the regular season underway. Franny says, Pat, I'm so proud of Michael. He embodies the character traits that all professional athletes should aspire to. Absolutely well done, and congratulations to both Backland and the Flames because this is such a significant step towards their playoff success. Um, this says, uh, just w- happy it's done. Was worried about it if it was going to be three times five and a half, but I like the deal they made. That comes from Mike. Uh, there's just a little bit more reaction to the Michael Backland news of the day. And of course, as, as we started the hour, we'll close the hour, uh, did this hour with, with, with a heavy heart. You heard it in Craig Conroy's voice and Michael Backlund's voice, the um, Chris Snow situation as uh, he's currently fighting in hospital. Uh, Kelsey Snow has uh, tweeted earlier on this Wednesday that, you know, doctors have said it doesn't look good. And, and so uh, all the good vibes, all the Flames Talk good vibes that we can send to uh, the Snows, to Chris, who's fighting, to Kelsey, Cohen, and Willa, who are, uh, you know, you can't even imagine what they're going through. This has been one of the strongest families that we've ever seen, and yet at the same time it doesn't make what's happening right now. You can be the strongest family ever. doesn't mean that you're not going to be affected greatly by what what's happening right now. So we did this hour with a heavy heart. There's no doubt about it. Thoughts and prayers. Uh you know what? Before I say thoughts and prayers, good vibes. That's what I'm sending. Good vibes. That's what Flames Talk is sending to the Snow family, to to Chris who's fighting, uh, and and to the rest of the Snows. Uh, 
Uh, and uh, we'll uh, start to wrap up this hour. Thanks to uh, thanks to Logan Gordon back downtown. Thanks to Cam and Taylor as well. And don't forget, you still have time. Michael Backlund's going to be uh, with the. Uh, he's going to be at the Heritage Classic on October 29th. Heritage Classic tickets are available still. Uh, it's October 29th at Commonwealth Stadium. Ticketmaster.ca/heritageclassic. Once again, Ticketmaster.ca/heritageclassic to secure yours now.